This is Small Talk with 101 ESPN's Michelle Smallman. Hola, buenas. <laughs> Welcome into episode 36 of Small Talk. I'm your host, as always, Michelle Smallman, back from Columbia. We're going to touch on that in just a second, but it's post show pod squad week, so let's do a quick roll call, get the guys in here. We have Tom here in St. Louis. Tom, what's up? Hi, Michelle. And we have Steve checking in from Bristol. Steve, hello. That was an aggressive high, but good. What's up? How are we doing? <laughs> good, you guys. It's been a week. I am back from Colombia. It feels weird. I finally got reacclimated to life in America. Whenever you go out of the country, it takes you a hot minute to, you know, catch up on oh, your yeah. sleep and just feel like you're back at home. Yeah, I remember when I went to Italy and I kept saying gracias after, or grazie or whatever. <laughs> grazie, after I, yes, yes. Grazie. Grazie. After I came back and I felt like such a tool, but it, like it's ingrained <laughs> in your mind to like say that when, you know, because you want to kind of fit in in the local, you know, and then I brought it back to America and everybody made fun of me. Classic. Well, because it's Classic a tool American move. Life. Classic. It, I'm not saying it's not a tool move, but it's not like I wasn't doing it like to be a tool. Yeah. I was just like, it was by accident. Subconscious. Yeah, so, it I get what you're your saying. So. Yeah, yeah. I said gracias to a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah, you... I said gracias to a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah. Tom strikes me as the kind of guy that says like weird, like you know, goodbyes and hellos to people just like normally. Like, yeah, I say gracias a lot actually. Yeah, I could see that. It's sort of. A I could part see you of my like normal... thinking you're vaguely Spanish and like it's kind of weird. I've never heard you say gracias once. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes, I'm. I'm sick ass. by the way, so apologies for the how. Yeah, the way Steve, I sound. you seem a little under the weather. What's going on, bud? Yeah, I get sick like maybe once a year, and it's like the apocalypse, and uh, <laughs> things just go really haywire fast. So I was sick this weekend. I actually left work early on Friday. Oops. Oh, no. And uh, here I am. You know, I, I sound worse than I am, though, so that's okay. But you know what? You're so dedicated to this podcast that you're playing hurt for us, so thank you. Yeah, you know, I'll do whatever for you guys. You know, Plus, I have to hear about, I have to hear more about Colombia and Medellin and all this stuff, so. Oh, yeah. Okay, well. Here's a tip for people going to Colombia. I know a ton of people who have gone there. It's part of the reason I wanted to go is because it got such rave reviews from people. Everyone tells me, go to Guadalupe. It's the day trip from Medellin. You know, when you're in Cartagena, make sure you go to this restaurant. No one, and I mean no one, that I spoke to was like, hey, yeah, they don't really speak English there. So really brush up on your <laughs> Spanish. So that was certainly a struggle. I mean, the How pe- is your Spanish? It's no bueno, Steve. It's not great. <laughs> gracias. So, gracias. So, for instance, when we first got there, we took a cab from the airport to our Airbnb where we were staying. And the person that was checking us in, the guy, had no idea what we were saying. He spoke zero English. We spoke okay. zero Spanish. I'm pointing at the email being like, Andre told me to come here. And he's like, mm, don't know. He was just like leaned back in his chair and kind of stared at me like, this is a you problem, not a me problem. <laughs> I mean, he's right. He is right. It's definitely not him problem. And so I kept saying like, uh, you know, telefono, Andre, like call him. And he was like, nope. And so he finally called him from his phone and then made me pay for his data usage. <laughs> That's such a power That's a, move. That is. I, I respect the hell out of that. That's I know. Move. And we were in Med- and then we went to Medellin. We were in Cartagena for three days and we went to Medellin. And when we got to Medellin, one time we got in a cab and we were you know basically like pointing to the address and the guy was just like nah get out like i'm not <laughs> i'm not dealing with this you guys if you don't speak spanish today's not your day so everyone there was very um friendly and nice but there certainly was a language barrier which you know when you go to europe most places you go in europe they do speak a little bit of, of english and oh yeah Listen, I'm not going to Colombia anticipating that they speak English. I know that this is a me problem. I know that if I'm in America and someone comes up to me and they're speaking Chinese and I can't understand them, I'm like, bro, 
you know, you're in America. I don't know. I don't know what you're saying to me. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> I understand that it's it's my fault here. But yeah, that would have been nice to know if people were like, hey, maybe get a you know an app that translates things because English isn't that prevalent over there. So there's a tip for you. If you I had one of those apps when I was in Costa Rica, and it was awesome. You just talk right into it. You show it to the bartender. They talk back into it, and they give it back to you. Yeah, that would really have been great. Works that well, though. I it, feel like it they really don't did. Work that well. No, it, well, I paid for this one. It was like five bucks, and it was worth it. Totally worth okay, it. Because whenever I use like it. Google Translator, if I'm trying to look up like Roma soccer news, like from <laughs> Italy or whatever, <laughs> it always ends up coming out so terrible. It's like they don't understand the words, and it's just like so I'm like, okay, this wouldn't work. So I'm imagining doing this live, like speaking into a phone, would be a disaster. But wow, you know what? Maybe we should just learn languages. That's what we should do. Like we should yeah. just you know, speak so a hard. language. We should be worldly. I was talking to this French guy that I met down there, and he spoke three or Whoa. four languages. We went on this day trip, and there was a German there, and he was like, yeah, my English isn't that great. It's my third language. <laughs> and I literally looked at him, and I said, you're speaking English more properly than I ever have in my entire <laughs> life. Like, what are you talking about? And he spoke, yeah. he spoke German, French, Italian, and English, four languages. Such a humble well, brag by Pierre. I know, Pierre. Shout out. Well, you know, it's some romance language in there. They're all pretty similar. Let's, let's not give them that much. Okay, but I speak much. enough Italian, <laughs> and I thought that I, I could do it in Spanish. I could translate it enough. Newsflash, it doesn't really work that way. <laughs> no, no. Especially words. when they're language. speaking very quickly. Rapido. So I would just like not talk to anybody there. I would just be like, well, you know, like I guess I'm just going to hang out by myself, not talk to any locals, you know, eat the food. But then you really can't do anything, right? Like what do you even do? Right. You can't you, get anything done. You can't even order food. Yeah, you just kind of point to the menu and then you're yeah. done. You're done with it. Also, I do have one other story that I think you two will appreciate. And Tom, I don't even know if I've really told you this. I got fire festivaled. In Cartagena. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Go on. Tell me more. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Which I think is so funny because we spent an entire podcast just totally dumping on the idiots that got duped in the fire Festival. So I love planning trips. I planned like almost every detail of the first leg of this trip except for the boat day because one of my friends that was there was like, no, no, I have a boat connect. I have a friend who went down there. Juan is our guy. He's he's our boat guy. I'm like, all right, okay. Yeah, and she sends me a photo of Juan and he's kind of like giving you the shh sign, which I thought of, this could be ominous. Like, shh, I'm going to kidnap you. Shh, I'm going to steal your money. Right. It's an interesting pose. Both yeah. guys should be like smile, maybe a boat in the picture, not not a sh- yeah. straw hat. Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking like, you know, uh, holding a bottle of rosé maybe, mm. like come on, <laughs> come aboard, you know, friend. Anyway, so <laughs> we get to the boat place. She's texting with Juan. There was two competing boat guys, Juan, Juan and Juan too, and we ended up going Whoa. with Juan, Juan. <laughs> and we get to Juan, Juan and he's like, mm, "Trouble today. The red flag is up. The tide is choppy." And in Colombia and Cartagena it is true especially like later in the day you have to have your boats in by a certain time because the waves get really serious so I was like yeah I certainly don't want to be in a treacherous situation but I want a boat day I live in Missouri I need this all right and so he's like all right we'll get you a bigger boat and we'll get you to where you want to go so the beaches in Cartagena aren't that desirable where everyone goes is about 30 45 minutes away called Playa Blanca and there's also these little islands that have beach clubs on them so there's all these different places that you can go. So we get on the boat, and it is not a speedboat as previously promised. It is mm. a sailboat. So as you can imagine, 
again. Still cool, though. Okay. Still cool, but moves slowly. It's going to take you a long time to get to your destination. And if you're worried about waves, kind of, uh, you're going to absorb those a little bit more on a sailboat than you would a speedboat, (laughs) all right? So thank God we BYOB'd because it took us about two hours to get to where we were going to go. Oh, nice. So you got nice and lubed up. You wanted the full boat experience. You got the full boat experience. You want to be on a boat for a couple hours, right? It's nice sure. out. Some booze. Obviously, some if picks. you didn't bring booze, it'd be a bummer. But like, all right, you got the cool sailing experience. Oh, I'm not done, Steve. With Just Juan wait. One. With Juan One. So we, <laughs> uh, and actually, our boat driver was Michele. He was great. He was um, mm. an Italian Colombian man. Great mm. cocktail of a guy. So oh. we get out on the water, and Michele says to me, "Yes, yeah, so we can't get to Playa Blanca." Because of of the wave situation, we can't cross that way, so we can't go there. But I know of another beach that I can take you guys to. So we said, "All right." He's like, "It's, it's a smaller, more private beach." We're like, "Oh, Definitely. sick! Oh my god!" Because when I was in Italy, uh, Carmine, our boat guy there, was like, "No, no, you don't want to go to the blue grotto. I'm going to take you to the green grotto." And he gave us this unbelievable private tour of all of these remote grottos. And I had been to the blue grotto before, and he was spot on. It was one of those things that was worth every penny because he took us to these untouched places. So I'm all high between like, "Yes, we're going to this private beach. It's going to be so sick." So we get there. A little boat comes and gets us, and we're rowing to shore. And I say to one of the people I'm with, I turn to him and I go, I don't see any people on the beach. Mm. Do you? And he's like, no, I I don't see anybody. I'm like, where where are the patrons? Where are the beachgoers? Where's the restaurant? Like, what is this? So we get to the beach, and like three or four stray dogs meet us, and a couple local (laughs) guys. And they're like, hey, hey, yeah, yeah, come to the restaurant. The restaurant is a hut with a plastic table, three plastic chairs, and two or three dudes sitting in the corner with a co- their own personal cooler. <laughs> just, selling you, just selling you solo beers. So, you are laughing. That is exactly what happened. He was like, oh, do you want it's a beer? A plastic bag. And he, it would literally be like me getting a Yeti and some Bud Lights and saying to Honestly, people coming to St. Louis, like, give me six bucks for this beer because that's what happened. Honestly, though, one of the most underrated things about, I feel like, Europe are the guys that sell alcohol out of a solo, like, beers out of a plastic bag. Like that is so cool. Like, why don't we have that in America? We, like, I don't know why that isn't a thing. It yeah, should you, be but a you thing. go. The, they go. They buy a twelve pack and they sell them individually to drunk. <laughs> you know, to drunk a holes walking home. All these American tourists are like, yeah, sure, I'll take a Peroni. Yeah, why not? Right. <laughs> that should be. That's cool. So anyway, so this wasn't as cool, but that, just um, thought maybe that's some sort of entrepreneur thing we could do. Like, we could start up a business of just selling solo beers to people. Is that how cities. we make our millions? You should do that in St. Louis. Immediately. I should. Well, because you can. There's no open container law in St. Louis. You can walk around. Even beers. better. Even better. Yeah, and I should whisper and be like, Psst, my man, you want a Bud Light? <laughs> Has to be out of a plastic bag. Has to be out of a plastic bag. St. Louis is, is a true St. Louis beer. I got you. I got you. Hell of a yeah. saleswoman. Right ever heard there. of Budweiser? <laughs> Yo, Budweiser, ever heard of it? Hey, look to this your left. Bud Light. Bud Light. <laughs> anyway, Can so. Can I introduce you to a Bud Light lime? Oh, uh, a strawberita. Ever heard of it? What's up? So, okay, anyway. anyway, we, of course, overpay for these local beers out of a cooler. And there's this guy sitting in this chair. No shoes on, has his shirt just like pulled up, full <laughs> belly exposed, passing me these beers from a cooler. Sounds like Tom. Yeah, yeah that's essentially. It was amazing. like Colombian Tom. So then they're like, 
I say to my friends, I'm like, oh, my God. Because I start to panic. I watch enough Dateline that I'm thinking, this little boat took us here. There's no one here. Yeah. We cannot get here. They're going to rob us. You know, And I know they that that's to, like, terrible for me to think. Too. Yeah, right? Like 10 grand, <laughs> put money on this wristband. But I start thinking, oh, my God. I'm just programmed to think scam, scam. So I'm thinking we can't get out of here. So then he's like, oh, do you want the catch of the day? And we're like, I guess, you know, we're stuck here. So he brings us the fish. The fish still has, like, the white eye on it. It was just, it was a, a mm. very interesting experience. So, yeah, you know, my bougie beach club that I thought I was going to get, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> the water probably wasn't even that choppy that day. The guy was like, I just, I got to hook my friend up at this other less popular beach. And these tourists will have no idea what's going on. Yeah, totally. And then the next day, I had a bunch of friends that were there that we had met for drinks that went the next day. And they're like, oh, we had no problem. We went to Playa Blanca. It was amazing. <laughs> So Juan Juan for sure hustled us big time. Right. I love the dude with his belly just hanging out. Just just had the shirt up only so his belly was exposed. Like, what was he, just trying to get some sun right on the gut? No, he was in a hut. Out. I'm, I'm texting this to you guys right now so you can see Sometimes what this you gotta looks air like. got to air it out. I get it. Because I really need you guys to see this. Just trying to get some exposure to the belly button, you know? Yeah, the belly is trapped for most of the day. <laughs> oh, nice. Did you get it? What, what's that shirt? Okay, so first off, he's got like a, I would call it a capri jean situation, maybe. Yeah, yeah. They're not, um, they're not cut that way, or they are cut that way. They're not, but they're not cut. Like, that's how they're, like, he didn't cut them himself. They are hemmed to be just below the knee, but they're <laughs> Kind skinny. of a Bermuda short, yeah. Kind of a Bermuda, yeah, but longer still. Yeah. And then, and then yeah, just gut out, just not caring about anybody. <laughs> Sitting in a plastic chair. It kind of looks like a prison, to be honest with you. If it I wasn't know. for, like, the nice tablecloth, I would nice say tablecloth, you're in danger. it's purple with yeah, grapes but it just, on I'm, it. I'm not saying nice. It, doesn't, it just doesn't fit the rest of the scene. Doesn't that picture just look like the personification of content? Like, that guy doesn't give an F about anyone. He is just living his life, man. He's got the the denim capris going. He's got the shirt with the gut out. I I just wish I could get to that level life-wise. He doesn't care. Maybe this, maybe this was their first time too entertaining, so they're like, okay, we got to get out the nice tablecloth, like hook it up, get the catch of the day. They ended <laughs> up being so sweet, by the way. I felt so terrible when we left. They were so excited that people were there, even though there was only three of us. They talked to us the whole time as much as they could. The one guy there, the main guy, spoke impeccable English. And I was like, oh, my God, your English is great. And he's like, yeah, I lived in Queens until I was 13. And I was like, oh, my God. And how, what, you just, like, decided to come home? He's like, no, no, I got deported. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just wanted to come to Columbia and just try to start a small business? No, I got deported. Yeah, he's like, no, oh, okay, no, okay, I got cool, deported. Cool, cool. And I was like, oh. And then I was like, well, are you glad to be home? He's like, no, no, I liked America. Oh, <laughs> no, I wish I was in Queens. I want to have this guy on the podcast. He was so nice and funny. And then I felt so bad. I'm like, oh, my God. Here's this guy who's like, yes, Americans. I love America. And I'm there being like, oh, my God, are you going to scam me? It was just very much a first world white girl type moment for me. That ended up being okay, and I really liked the guy. But yeah, so instead of going to this cool island, you got some you got some real culture. You met a guy from Queens who wasn't really from Queens, right? I think this worked out well. Yeah, this had nothing. This was nothing like the fire festival. Drank a stray beer out of a random cooler. Try four. Yeah. I mean, how many Whoa, times have you, you drank done four that? beers? That oh, I was, I was loose. I'm I was, surprised you made it back. I was like, you know what? If I'm going to be here in this hut with, you know, my man with his belly out, <laughs> I need to have some beers. You went from tr- wanting to drink rosé on a beach to drinking beers, four beers 
out of some random guy's cooler. Yep. And you know, the drunker I got, I was like, oh, this is so Bourdain of us. This is like, <laughs> oh, oh my God. You would say that. I was like, oh this God. is, you know, exactly the type of place that Anthony Bourdain would find the local culture and the fish straight from the sea. And, you know, if he said this was cool, we'd be all over it, which is, <laughs> is true, right? I was trying to rationalize it in my mind. I'm like, this is how a lot of people there live. They just live in, you know, on a beach town and it is what it is. <laughs> All right, since we gave a Columbia update, we need to provide the audience with another update. In the last podcast, Tommy Freeze Pops revealed an interesting first date proposition. A young lady wanted him to take her to a strip club, and we've just been inundated with tweets, Instagram DMs, texts from everyone. They need an update. So, Tom, did you go to the strip club with your potential date? Of course. <laughs> of course I did. Was there a doubt? No. Yeah, yeah I, I had to do that. Of course he was going to do it. Do it for the story. That's always kind of my M.O. Um, no, it was good. We went on uh, a little mini date before the strip club to kind of just to get to know each other. We're drinking. We're having a good time. We're vibing. And I really like her. I think she's really cool. We're talking about equestrian. Um, Whoa. <laughs> That's a yeah. Where was the mini date before the strip club? So I, I stayed near my place. Michelle will know. Uh, Mission Taco. Oh, yeah. Great little yep. taco place. Mexican place. Yeah. Had some tacos. Had some margs. Great marks there. Get the tequila flowing a little bit. Because I felt like I needed to be pretty buzzed before I went into this situation. You can't just go to the strip club with somebody sober. Yeah. Especially someone you don't know. (laughs) Yeah, who you're (laughs) your first date. Yeah. But by the time we get to the strip club, I feel like, you know, we're in a good spot. But now we're at the strip club. And now it's starting to get a little weird. Um, So I had anticipated paying for the cover. She had cash ready to go for the cover. We get in. She had like a stack of singles ready to go. Wait, sh- that she had brought with her to oh, the yeah. date. Yes, and she was like, so she went to the bank and said, "I here's a hundred bucks. Can I have one hundred singles?" Yep. Oh, big night. My God, and she, this wasn't and, her first and, time. And, and, exactly. No way. I mean, that's no what this way. is setting up towards. She, you know, pulls the stack out of the purse. She's like, I figured I'd need these, right? I always heard that you needed them. And it was a fat stack. Like, I, I don't know if it was 100, but it was a fat stack of ones. Whoa, fat stack. So we go to the bar. We get our we get our drinks. We And we immediately go to the stage. And she was a stage professional, knowing how to use the money and, and, and enjoying herself. Um, yeah, because, you know, so I mean, if you have never been to a strip club before and you go for the first time, it's kind of a weird experience sitting at the at the stage, right? But you, no, this girl was not deterred at all. What do you mean she knew how to use the money? You know, when when a girl starts dancing towards <laughs> you, she you know you throw the, the money on the stage, and then when she she gets even closer, you know you're you're putting it in the in the garter. And I mean, I don't want to get into the the, the nitty gritty details. Yeah, this of, isn't a strip club class. What are yeah. we doing? <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead, keep going. She looked like she knew what she was doing. Yeah, at the that's stage. that's what I'm getting at. Okay, so she's for sure. This is not her first time. She lied. She's a pro. Right, and I so I picked up on that, and I was like, oh wow, okay. So oh, she definitely lied about this. I hope this is not to you getting robbed. No, no, I wasn't <laughs> robbed. I still have all my organs. Um, Did you say like, hey, this can't be your first? <laughs> no, I didn't. I still. I was gonna get to that later, but no, I did not call her out. But the the most glaring, uh, I'd say, action that showed that this wasn't her first time was when the stripper came up to us, dancer, I should say, um, and was like, "Hey, do you guys want a private dance?" She jumped at the opportunity immediately, and she was gone for a fairly long time, uh, yeah, like maybe twenty twenty five minutes. And you know, I guess that's more average to three or four songs. And she comes back and she's like, oh, my God, that was amazing. Like, I, 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 that was so cool. 
And then another dancer came out like right as she finished their, her dance and was like, hey, do you want a private dance? And the girl jumped at it right away and was like, yep. And she left with a second dancer, like kind of back to back. So where are you Dude, throughout I'm ju- this? I'm just sitting there with my drink in my hand being like, uh, Wait, not okay. in the back room? No, 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 no. So you're out by the stage, she's in the back room. Yeah, well, Twice. I had moved away from the stage at that point because <laughs> I didn't want to just sit at the stage by myself. That's kind of sad. Although it's maybe equally as sad to sit at the bar at the strip club by yourself. While your girl's in the back room? Yep. So she was. She partook <laughs> in her second private dance. Um, and the weird part about this one is it lasted like... 45 minutes. Oh my she was God. gone a long time. A long time. And when she came back out, she was pretty drunk too, so she must have been like buying alcohol back there for her and the Jesus. dancer. And yeah, man, it was... <laughs> Did you just she, say, hey, like this isn't going to work out? So, probably... yeah, I mean, I we had one more drink at the bar. Oh, you stayed there? Yeah, because I mean, at that point, she was, she was... I wanted to kind of talk with her about, so, how, like... What went on back there? And she she didn't really give me any specifics, so who the hell knows? Oh, um, she kept, you know, a lady doesn't tell things. <laughs> this is so, the sketchiest thing ever. So we had another drink. I'm and, flabbergasted. Yeah, and then we called it a night. We parted ways, and I Have haven't hung out her since. No, yeah, no. Yeah, it's a good call. Because, I mean, she clearly is into this weird strip club scene, has some sort of fetish about pretending to be a strip club rookie, and then... Going with a dude on a first—I mean, I don't know. Like, what? Maybe she just. What uses was her Tinder. play here? Because I didn't I pay like she, for anything for her at the strip club. Yeah, and she doesn't I, need you to go and then go in the back room. Right. No, but I feel like she does need you because maybe nobody else wants to go with her. So maybe she uses Tinder and Bumble as just to get dates to not go solo with, and then she just kind of ditches them when she's there. Oh, interesting. So you think she's maybe like addicted to strip clubs, and she feels guilty going by herself. Uh, maybe, and this this sort of you know can ju- it justifies it for her that she's like, oh, I'm gonna go there with a date, and but then she's basically lying to you about whether or not she's been there before, which is obviously absurd. But <laughs> I, I that's the only explanation I could think of. Like, I, I mean, d- did she show any interest in hanging out with you again, or or, or did you kind of just did, like did you like nix her advances, or was this just like a mutual, hey, this isn't gonna work out thing? Because it's not it doesn't even sound like you guys spent a ton of time together. <laughs> yeah, really. no, well, so on the front end, when we were getting to know each other at Mission Taco, it was fine, and things were going well, and I vibed with her, but then the whole strip club experience sort of soured everything for me, and, uh, you know, we texted a little bit here and there afterwards, but, yeah, it's just not something I'm gonna so pursue. So she didn't ask you to hang out again? Um, not explicitly. And you didn't ask her? So basically you guys both- I think she both- wanted me to ask her, honestly, but I didn't. Because what what am I going to do? Mm, I don't know if she did. I don't know. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, the, you know, the more we're, we're kind of talking about this, I'm thinking about think, it. Yeah, maybe I, she, maybe I was just giving myself too much credit. I think she just used you as a strip club buddy. You were just the, really yeah, the vessel anymore. to get yeah. her there. <laughs> well, no, okay, I have two follow-up questions. Okay. Uh, number one, when you guys were talking post-date, post-strip club, did she bring up strippers ever again? Uh, no, she just brought up the fact that she had a great time at the strip club, and I was like, yeah, it looked like you did. And then she just was like, ha, 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 ha and then co- sort of moved on. Ooh, multiple ha-has. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Two, if you don't mind me asking, did you pay for dinner and or the Ubers? Uh, yes. So maybe that's her angle. Okay, but that's, I mean, if you're doing that just to get free Ubers and, and like, a three tacos and a few margs. Yo, like what? She's got a stack of hun- a hundred ones. <laughs> she's trying to play for the tie here. 
I don't know. That seems like a lot of effort to go through to get like $60 worth of value. Let me ask you another question because I don't know this. How much does a private dance cost? It depends on what you're doing. Do you know how much it costs for her? Because I'm trying to think. That's like the sketchiest, grossest answer I ever. know, but I'm just trying to think of how much she spent from the time she got in the door until the time she left. If she's got a If she was back there for 45 minutes, she probably spent a good amount of money. Basically, you spent less on the date than she did. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Wow. Did any of the girls there act like they knew her before? Like, no. You know, like, no. Oh, hey, Christy. Good you to know, see you. There was yeah, no like familiarity, at least to me, from my That's view. Surprising. This is one of the weirder things I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah, I don't even really know what to... I mean, I just feel like she used you uh, <laughs> as a script club buddy. That's really it. So like, what do you think is a better scam? Uh, me getting fire festivaled into a, quote, remote island in Colombia, or a girl using time to get her to a strip club? Well, I don't think Tom cared. I think Tom wanted this, really. <laughs> Whereas, so I don't I don't even think Tom got scammed. He just got used a little bit, but mm. he didn't really mind it. I think, but I think you didn't really, I mean, you wanted to drink rosé on a beach and you ended up, you know, having a, what, four beers with, you know, in some random guy's cooler on an island that nobody else was at. So it ended up kind of working out for both of you guys. I don't think it was bad for either of you. Yeah, I wouldn't say Which mine scam was, great, was worse? Though? I don't know. I think maybe your scam was worse, Michelle, because the guy probably clearly could have got you to that island. But I don't know. <laughs> and, and you, you would have never put the guy from Queens who got deported. Yeah, that's. I know. God, I feel so badly about that. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, Tom, I'm glad that you went. I'm thank, alive. Thank you for the content. I'm glad you didn't get murdered and or robbed. <laughs> You're welcome for the content. Um, also, so we have some breaking news as we're sitting here on the pod. Some baseball news. Mike Trout and the Angels Ugh. finalizing a record-breaking 12-year contract worth more than $430 million. Whoa. Steve, your thoughts? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Hard pass. I mean, that's awesome. That's a lot of money. but. I'm so bummed that he's staying with the Angels. This is a transcendent, once-in-a-generation type baseball player that's in baseball purgatory. Not only will the majority of America and the majority of baseball fans never see him play, is he's on a team that doesn't go to the postseason. Like, come on. Maybe they will, though. I mean, you know, he's got 12 <laughs> more years to get to, to get back yeah, to the playoffs. I don't know. Yeah. 12 wasn't years. built in a day, Michelle. I mean, figure it out. <laughs> But, Saruti, to Michelle's point, if a guy like that goes to the East Coast or to a team that matters, maybe more people like you would start to care no, more about baseball. No, 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 that's not. That's I, I think that's total BS. If you like baseball, you like baseball. I think this whole, like, they don't market their stars enough thing is totally BS. Well, they don't. Either you like baseball or you don't like baseball. Okay, but come on. As someone who does, came from a city that doesn't have an NBA team, the the way the NBA allows their players to operate makes the league so fun. You can be such a casual NBA fan just based Does on Mike the Trout drama. Does Mike look fun to you, Michelle? Does he look fun? No, he's really into the Weather Channel, which I think <laughs> he's says super a lot. into Philly, which is interesting that he didn't go back. And he just likes to play baseball. Like I'm not sure he's that interesting. He's not that. In, he's not like a Russell Westbrook or somebody like that. Right. Like where he's going to wear all these out. He's just kind of like, yeah, I got to play baseball. I play 160 times a year, and then I go home. And great, I go back to Philly. Great baseball cool. take, Steve. He's Attractive. actually from New Jersey. <laughs> That's a, I got. Oh my god. Well, whatever. He's. He a, he a I know he's a. But he doesn't he live in Philly in the off season. I'm pretty sure he's like a big Philly guy. Well, you know where he grew up in New Jersey. It's, he's like 
grew up a fan Basically of the Philly, Philly team. Yeah, yeah, South Jersey. South Jersey is Philly. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're Philly totally. fans. Yeah. So I, I feel I feel totally okay with what I said beforehand. But. Yeah, you're right. Most <laughs> baseball players, though, really don't pack the personality of NBA players or NFL players. I mean, Chris Bryant called St. Louis boring, and we're like, dude, you called St. Louis boring in the same sentence where you said you were at a Florida Georgia line concert. Spare <laughs> me. <laughs> oh, you were probably so hurt by that. Oh, oh my! You know God. what's one of my you know what's one of my favorite things though is that. Um, is like NBA players or NFL players complaining about the contracts baseball players get. Like oh. it's so funny, it's so predictable and lame. Totally. You guys, okay, like, like you guys aren't. There's no, there, like, there's nobody holding back money from you. Baseball is just so rich. I don't even really understand why, but they just have a ton of money from the local money. They play 162 games, so they better be rich. But like, <laughs> I just love the NFL guys that are like, oh man, like this is this is BS. Like, where's my money? And you're like, dude. Um, gotta do this again. Can I give you the best? I would love it. The best football reaction to the Mike Trout news. JJ Watt, hey at Houston Texans. Mike Trout and I kind of look alike. So how do you feel about twelve oh. years, four hundred thirty million fully guaranteed <laughs> for me too? Three crying face emojis. See, I have nothing against <laughs> JJ Watt. I'm sure he's a great dude. He's raised a ton of money for the area, but like that is that tweet is so bad. And the the worst part about it is, oh, it's going to get a ton of likes and retweets because it's JJ Watt, and like Twitter is kind of lame in the be- you know to begin with. Eight, but like that's eight, such over eight thousand cringeworthy. Likes already. Yeah, it's such a cringeworthy tweet. Like, what were you trying to accomplish there? <laughs> Just likes and retweets. That's it. Yeah. And God. Please go to his page, Stephen. Just look at his um, header photo. <laughs> You'll love it. It's him like doing high knees in black and white. Oh God. <laughs> oh He's no. Such a tool yeah. bag. You know what's we? You know what's weird. I I thought he because it, it's like obviously kind of like a black and white sort of shadow sort of picture. Mm-hmm. He looks nude, and then I had to zoom in, and I'm like, oh, he's not nude. Oh, so he was nude, so you zoomed in. You know, I, I thought it was kind of nude. Yeah. I didn't think he looked nude. <laughs> I thought he looked nude. I was like, wow, it's one of those body photos. I mean, you can cool. clearly see his capris. Mm. Well, no, you can clearly see his shoes, and then you zoom in, you're like, okay, he's wearing some tight compression. It's like, <laughs> what would you have done if you zoomed in, Stephen? He was nude. Hot. Uh, I would have respected the hell out of him. (laughs) (laughs) Put it all out there. I get it. Okay. Well, speaking of bad content and annoying content, we are entering the best, at least in my opinion, part of the sports calendar, mainly because of March Madness. The first couple rounds of of the NCAA tournament. Right, St. Louis. What's up? Yeah, what's up? Slew. I mean, pumped. Are you are you cheering for Slew? Slew is, is like a weird. They shouldn't call themselves that. It sounds bad. St. Louis University. <laughs> Slew. It sounds like a disease. <laughs> what? Like I went to Columbia and I came back with Slew. I came back with Slew. <laughs> Caught the Slew. It's a bummer. Yep. <laughs> what happened to Karen? Ah, she got the Slew. She's out. Yeah. Not Stage coming back this semester. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I mean, it's true. Are you battling Whenever I hear people right say now? that, I'm like, oh, God, that sounds terrible. Steve, anyway. are you battling slew right now? I have the slew. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> Early onset slew. <laughs> oh, my God. Now you've ruined it, Steve, even though we're still pumped, obviously, here in St. Louis. But, yeah, so since we're entering March Madness, we thought, why not on Small Talk do a little bracket of our own? So we put together a cool No One Cares Power Rankings bracket. And we're going to go through and obviously pick who advances. But these are our best takes. It's kind of like a, t- a hot take bracket. Yeah. I mean, we, we went back mm-hmm. and we looked at the cool no one cares power rankings we've done in the past. And we made a bracket of 16 based on those takes. So I'm excited <laughs> to go through it. All right. So there's 16. So let's run through tough. this. A lot of Cinderella's here. Yeah, totally. So go ahead. 
number one overall seed was for me, Bad Travel Stories, which I think everyone can agree with. Mm. 16 It'll be a tough seed. one to beat. Yeah, 116, Cinderella Story, Can He Do It? It's Tom's take, then New Year's Eve is terrible. I think that's underseeded, but okay. Yeah, well, I, I said Bad Travel Stories wins that one. Um, and look, I hate New Year's Eve, but man, Bad Travel Stories are the worst. And I, I remember your... Uh, take on that, Michelle. And then I remember a few podcasts later, you needed to apologize for that take <laughs> because you spent like an hour on Instagram stories complaining about that fiasco you had yeah. last summer. It was bad. Um, but it, but to to that point, it was bad. Travel stories coming from you, and uh, I'm going to advance it over New Year's Eve on uh, my bracket. All right, Steve, what do you got? I agree. I think I, I do think New Year. I think New Year's Eve should have been like a. Eight nine seed. It was definitely underseeded, but bad travel stories is like the Duke Zion of this bracket. It's just that's what it is, and I agree that Michelle, you are somewhat of a hypocrite by sharing your travel stories and complaining about it because there's nobody worse than like the hey at Southwest. Like, why was my flight delayed thirty minutes? <laughs> Let me get a free flight out of it. That person is lame as hell. So, so this bad. is going to be a tough one to beat. They they're moving on for me too. Yeah, I mean I'll own it. I am a hypocrite, but I think the reason that bad travel stories is the Duke Zion of the cool no one cares power rankings bracket is because everybody has had that person that has told them a forty minute bad travel story. <laughs> it really transcends a lot of different planes here. So I think for me too, it moves on. Okay. All right. So wow, we're all in agreement here. And but yeah, you know what? To your point, Steve, though. Tom's New Year's Eve take, pretty good. New Year's Eve, although I love it, can be kind of a bummer. Coming in at number eight, the eight seed, Tom's take on gifts. Do you want to elaborate, Tom? Uh, yeah, and I actually thought this was underseeded, but uh, gifts suck, man. People are flooding my Instagram timelines, yeah. my my Twitter timelines, my Twitter replies, famous people's Twitter replies with just gifts. And then every media member thinks a gif is a great response to anything that happens in news. Uh, we just use too many gifts, and uh, I actually listened back to this take last night, and Saruti brought up a good point. We're all just lazy. Mm-hmm. Gifts are lazy, and they're mm-hmm. not funny. No, Most of not. the time, they're not that funny, and they're sort of glitchy. I think a well-timed gif can be great, but you need to really, really, really pick your spots. Gifts are terrible, uh, and we have them seated against fireworks, Saruti. Uh, so why don't you <laughs> give, give a quick yeah, take I mean, on why you hate fireworks? Fireworks suck. They're, <laughs> they just suck. Like there's no, they're they're the biggest disappointment ever. Like I could look at a picture of I don't need to see, if I've seen fireworks once, I don't need to see fireworks ever again. <laughs> they were cool like back in like you know the Revolutionary War times when like nobody else had anything cool to do. Now that we have other fun things to do, fireworks are so boring. And they just, I, I've never understood why people every year, like, let's go see the fireworks. And, like, I get it. If you have little kids, it's fine. It's different. But, like, if you've seen them once, like, you've seen every fireworks show. They're all the same. You wait for the grand finale. It's probably just, um, like, the, instead of shooting one firework at a time, they shoot two fireworks at a time. Oh, my God. It's a little bit more extravagant. The finale, man. Like, I just don't understand how anyone gets excited about fireworks. Okay, so since you guys both have the takes here, can I make the deciding vote? Sure. I mean, I, I have gifts moving on in yeah. my bracket, but yeah. What do you have See fireworks, fireworks, of course, <laughs> obviously. Because um, right, well. I think a good there's a good gift. Could I just make a case real quick? There's a, like I think there are good gifts, right? There are funny gifts. I don't think there are any f- good fireworks. They're all terrible. That's you know actually I mean? a really bat- good argument. The, the, the batting average, argument. yeah, the batting average for fireworks is a zero. That's just you know, it's, it's zero. There's a, you could at least hit two fifty with gifts. 
All right. Well, I'll levy um, the verdict here. I will say this. If you have tweeted or responded to a tweet with that Jonah Hill screaming gif, you should be banned from social media. (laughs) Not funny. So overused. So, Tom, yes, I agree with you. Um, But I'm going to go with fireworks moving on just because of the argument Steve just made and the passion behind it. And, you know, as someone that enjoyed fireworks, (laughs) I think everybody can agree with you, Tom, that gifts generally suck. But I never really thought of just kind of how we all blanket accept fireworks as Bible until Steve complained about it. And now I'm like, yeah, why do we love fireworks so much? Mm-hmm. It's a good point. Um, I mean, uh, all I'll say is I think this would be an overtime bout. I mean, these are two really strong totally. opponents. Um, so As a buzzer you know, beater. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, they, they fought hard. They lost. Fireworks advance. Right. This is kind of like, you know, the Duke-Michigan State. We all want the matchup, but we know what's what's moving on. All right, the next one. I think uh, this one's kind of tough just because you can make the argument either way. I don't think either of these takes are as strong as gifts or fireworks. Coming in at the five seed, Steve's take on the royal family. Cool, no one cares about the royal family, the royal wedding. And then at the 12 seed, my take that Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving menu is super overrated. Yeah, I mean the royal. I don't. I just. I never understood why we care about this super rich, like privileged family that like doesn't, you know, that gets to like do whatever they want in England. Like <laughs> I would want. Like why do people care about that? It's I guess in the same way we care about the Kardashians. So this is just the whole thing here. But I've never once understood why the royal family was a big deal, especially in the states. But at least with the Kardashians, we get all this juicy drama. With the royals, it's more like, mm, she didn't curtsy correctly. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, that makes it even weird. Yeah, worse. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So at least with the Kardashians, we're like, oh, my God, Kylie's best friend hooked up with Chloe's baby daddy. Yeah. What? The drama's way better <laughs> yeah, with the Kardashians. We, right. It's like, What mm, we need is like Meghan Kate Markle Middleton hat, hooking up really? with somebody and being like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We need we need Harry to hook up with like I don't even know though because it's all, it's only one family. There's not really any kind of outside players that come in, except Meghan Merkel. Markle. Well, yeah, Meghan Markle's the ultimate outside player. <laughs> it's not Merkel. It's no, Mar- but now Markle? she's married into it though. Do you know what I mean? It's not like she then brings in other outsiders with her. Wait, so what you're saying is we need a royal to marry like Miley Cyrus, and then they'd be super interesting, or no, like but, someone like that, you know? No, well, yes, but then you need Miley's family to also become players. Like they need their own castle, and we need <laughs> to then be like, "Ooh, Billy Ray, really? He wore Canadian tuxedo to Kensington Palace? How dare he?" It will never be as juicy without outside players. That would be amazing, right? So, so you know what? As much as I think that turkey is bland and spare me. All of your Thanksgiving's so awesome. You get to eat and watch football. Like, whatever. It's kind of a lame holiday. I think we all have to agree royal families moving on here. Yeah, I had royals in my bracket as well. Yep. All right. Moving on. Ooh, this is a good one. Four seed. Prime upset for you, right? Yeah. Four seed. My take on whipped cream. Again with Thanksgiving. This was the cool no one cares holiday edition. If you like whipped cream, I don't like you. Cool Whip <laughs> is obviously superior to whipped cream. It's unbelievable. I terrible, terrible taste. I hate hearing this for a second time. Okay, well, that's, <laughs> we'll just leave it there. Whipped cream sucks. It's a horrible, horrible take. Coming in at 13. I don't even know what this means. <laughs> Clicktivism. Yeah, so I, so I shortened it to clicktivism, but basically. I know what you're saying. Yeah, no, it's it's when people, instead of giving a present or instead of, like, celebrating the holiday, they all go to the soup kitchen and give people soup, which is great, but then they, like, make a show of it on social media mm-hmm. and make sure everyone saw them doing that, and, they and you know, we're look at us. We're the good people doing this, blah, 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 and you're bad people if you don't do this, you know. It's just basically people doing nice things not to do them, but to make sure everyone knows, hey, look at me. I'm a really nice guy. 
So I, I shortened that take into the word clicktivism, which I did not come up with. I don't want to take credit for it. It's a good word. All right, Steve, you're the tiebreaker, so we can keep moving on. It's cl- it's clicktivism in a landslide. Oh. So this is this is our first like major upset of the bracket. It's a four, a thirteen over a four. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I don't I don't understand your whipped cream take. So I mean maybe I'm the wrong person, <laughs> but and I do genuinely agree with Tom. Like the whole clicktivism thing is absurd. Like, yeah. People, it, it's it's obviously nice for everyone, and everyone should do anything they can to help you know the less fortunate. But there are a big facet of people who just do it so they can like put it on their Instagram story and have. Everyone tell them how awesome they are. Another heavyweight battle. Six seed. People who complain about being tired or having a long day at work on social media. That was a Tommy Freeze Pops take. <laughs> 11 seed for me. Sonogram photos. This is a tough one, This actually. is really this tough. This is a tough one. Steve, you're going to have to be the tiebreaker here, but I think we know where we need to go here. I'm really conflicted on this one. Um because I don't like anyone complaining about anything on social media. I, I think it's just really annoying in general. Um and but I really don't like sonogram photos either. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know if am I the casting vote here? Yes, yeah, you I have guess, to. Be. Yeah, I guess that. I mean, that's that's what this has turned into. I guess you know what? You know? O- only because sonogram. Oh, man, sonogram photos. I, I I guess I understand. I, I while I don't while I don't like them, I guess I understand why people would. Uh, gosh, this is really hard. I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with people complaining on social media uh. only because. I know it's and this is a really really Steve, tough one for me. It's it's a because, picture of a, someone's insides that looks like the Doppler radar. No, I know, it's a baby's I know. Face I, smushed. It, and uh, everyone says, "Ooh, beautiful," and you're like, "What?" Okay, in you know defense what? of sonogram photos, though, it looks like an alien. That is people's joy. Like that's their child. I know that's in their the hard stomach. part. For like me. I get it, I get it, but I don't need to see it on my feed. I get it, but send if, it if, to your friends and family. But because Which, we're okay. so close here, and these are such heavyweights, like. It comes down to the smallest little thing, and there's no redeeming qualities about complaining about, like, ugh, long That's day at work, Snapchat of a coffee, you know? Exactly. Like, whereas these people, are, they created a life, and they're happy, and they're, you know, it's a beautiful thing. Well, if you say create a life, obviously we have to yeah. advance the other one. Yeah. yeah. So, it's close, I, because if I'm scrolling though, yeah. through my timeline, and I see a sonogram photo, and, I see, and then my next one is I see somebody complaining about work or something, or with a coffee, or like, oh, I'm so hungover, like, cool, you drank once. <laughs> Like I, I'm I gonna be more mad beer. at the person. I'm gonna be more mad at the person who is complaining about being tired or hungover because also, that's just like cool. I don't if care. you're that tired, <laughs> get off social media and take a damn nap. Yep. Seriously. And that seriously. was the mean take last time when we went through it that we all kind of right. came to agree yeah. on. All right, moving all right, on. So that's six seed. Moving on. I think this one's a slam dunk. Three seed. People who are too cool for Drake. Rudy's take or. Uh, the 14 seed. Tommy Freeze Pop saying, "Cool, no one cares about Marvel movies." I don't think it's a slam dunk at all. I'm. Adv- I, we're gonna make this quick because we're running out of time. I'm advancing Drake because yeah. you know what? <laughs> All those people that complain about Drake, when it comes on in the club, you're the first one on the dance floor. So I don't want to hear it. You're just not in touch with your feelings, like you know, you're not in your feelings. Ooh, this is another really tough one. Seven seed. This is from Saruti. Internet slang and real life. I'm here for <laughs> this. this. <laughs> Versus me, the ten seed. Facebook side hustles. Pyramid scheme. Facebook side hustles is so bad. So oh, bad. And since we've done that take, cool, no one cares about your Moana juice or whatever. I don't want your <laughs> yeah. leggings. No, I'm not doing Advocare. <laughs> I'm absolutely not buying your face cream. It's gotten worse. Somehow it's gotten worse. Now people are peddling me makeup, nails. I'm just like, what? Just say you want to stay at home with your kid. Like, stop trying to sell me stuff. No, I don't want your leather scented candle. 
<laughs> I, listen, so I, fired up. God, it drives me nuts. Internet slang was mine, and I'm I'm with you, Michelle. Facebook side hustles is worse. Yeah, so I originally had slang written down as the winner here, but after hearing Michelle go in on this again, I got to go Facebook side hustles advanced. Because, like, yeah, because if you're just using, like, internet slang in real life, like, I just think you're a loser and you're a tool, and that's fine. Like, it's not the end of the world. Like, I just, <laughs> we're just not going to be friends. I don't care. Right. But, like, if you're trying to sell me crap on Facebook and spamming me, like, you are way worse than the person <laughs> who just says, like, oh, I'm here for it, fam. You know, like, that <laughs> That person is way worse. So, I'm, I, yeah, side, inter, Facebook side hustle for me. Facebook 100%. advances. Not only that, every DM that you get starts with, Hey, girl. And you're like, what? <laughs> we should get together soon. But here's this thing I'm selling. Here's this thing I'm selling. All right. Last one before we move on. Two seed from Saruti. Non-NFL experts releasing mock drafts. Great one. <laughs> 300 people in about a month are going to release their, <laughs> their latest mock draft. Versus me, 15 seed, Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, Tom. it's a slam dunk for me. Uh, I'm going to go with Saruti there. Uh, but... I will say at the time when the Fortnite thing was brought up by you, it would have won. But the fervor and in in my faceness of Fortnite, I think, has died down enough where the fake experts talking about the NBA and the NFL drafts is going to have to advance for me. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a mock. <laughs> Everyone. If you're not Kuiper McShay, I don't care. All right, moving on, round two. So we have bad travel stories up against fireworks, the one seed versus the nine seed. Ooh, this is really tough. But, Tom, you're the deciding factor. What are you going, one seed, nine seed? I'm going bad travel. I mean, it's just the worst. It's so, so bad. And like Saruti said, um, you know, with the fireworks, once when you've seen one, you've seen them all. But... You know, for little kids, they're fun. So for that, I'm going to go bad travel. Okay, next matchup, we have the five seed, Saruti's Royal Family Take versus the 13 seed, Tom and Clicktivism. Oh, man, this is tough. You know what? It is tough. But after we just talked through both of those, I got to go Royal Family. Because as mm-hmm. Steve laid out, now I really don't know why anyone cares. Yeah. Yep. And plus, there, you know, there is the redeeming quality of doing actually a nice thing when you're exactly. doing the clicktivism. Definitely. So Definitely. royal family. There's no advances. nice thing about just like blindly loving the royal family. <laughs> um, so next up we have the sixth seed, people complaining about being tired on social media, versus the three seed, people who are too cool for Drake. And I'm going, oh, I'm the deciding factor here. Okay. You know what? As much as I hate people that act like they're too cool for Drake but then have control as their ringtone, people that complain about being tired on social media, they got to advance. I'm over it. I'm right there with you. But, I mean, you bring up a good point. Like, the the Drake people, like, stop pretending. Yeah, come on. I'm cool with it. All right. Next one. 10 seed. Facebook side hustles versus the two seed. Facebook side hustles was so underseated at the 10 seed. Very underseated. Very underseated. They must have been using the net. (laughs) <laughs> to get these seats. All right. Wow, topical reference, <laughs> Thank Michelle. <you. laughs> Thank you. That was really God, good. People yeah, love net talk. Oh, people just live for net. Actually, net sucked. All right. <laughs> versus the two, <laughs> versus the two seed. So Rudy saying everyone has a mock draft. Tom, deciding factor. Go. Uh, Facebook. It's just two in my face. The mock draft thing only happens really twice a year. So yeah. Facebook, I get it's, it. it's too omnipresent for me to ignore. All right, we're getting down to it. Moving on to round three. Bad travel stories, the one seed versus the five seed of the royal family. Tom. Mm, bad travel. Ooh, that's going to be really hard I, I, to Look, beat. it's a really strong one seed. 
I think honestly the the closest bout the one seed has had so far was against New Year's Eve. Everything else has kind of been a blowaway for me. Yeah, that 16 seed really gave it a run for its money. So I'm going bad travel there. All right, moving on. The six seed people complaining about being tired. About did I just Canadian that up? About about people uh, complaining about being tired on social media versus the 10 seed Facebook side hustles. So that's you, Steve, deciding. People complaining about wait. People complaining about being tired on social media versus tired. Facebook side hustles. Facebook side hustles to me is a contender to win the whole thing. So I have to have Facebook side hustles moving on. Oh my God. So we come down to this, the final matchup for the national champ of cool, no, no one cares. Uh, yeah, so what is it? The cool, no one cares national champion, I guess, right? Yeah. That's what it would be, yeah. And it's no surprise that they're both my takes. Right, uh, yeah, because <laughs> you're the best. <laughs> no. Wow, NBD. NBD, uh, yeah. humble brag here. So we've got, I mean, and what a Cinderella we have primed here. Number, we have the one seed bad travel stories versus the 10 seed of Facebook side hustles. <laughs> both suck. So I'll let you two take it from here. You guys can hash this out and decide the national champ. I think what happened with Facebook side hustles, it's it feels like that eight nine national championship we had a few years ago between Kentucky and UConn, where there were those young teams that lost early in the season, so they didn't have great records, but then they they had great talent, so they made this deep run. Um, man, y- you know what? I think I'm gonna go with the upset here, because. I got to tell you, I see the side hustle stuff in my face every single day, and it's and it's constant, and it happens on Instagram now a lot, too. Really? In people's Instagram stories, they'll be like, you know, check out this, blah, 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 and it's just, it's too much. Uh, the bad travel stories, I feel like I can, I avoid them more, but th- those are out there a lot, too. Um, I don't know. that That's where my head's at, Sarudi. I think I'm going with the 10 seed here. I'm with you. Um, I th- I think they're both terrible. Uh, but the, the thing the thing with bad travel stories is, you know, it doesn't really harm anyone. Like, you know, if somebody floats off, a, you know, a tweet to United and or whatever, or complains about their Airbnb, like, all right, whatever. It's like it's I don't like you. I don't like that you're doing this. But like, I don't know. I'll just scroll down in my timeline. If you are spamming my social media feeds with crap that you want to sell that I don't want, that nobody wants, that's like legitimately a Ponzi scheme. Like you, that's. <laughs> That's a terrible thing to do to your so-called friends on social media. So I think Facebook side hustles is the champion. Oh, my God. The upset. The 10 seed taking down the 1 seed. Wow. This is like Butler winning versus Duke, right? But Butler didn't win, mm. but yeah. No, I know, but you know what I'm saying? This is like <laughs> Butler cutting it down. It's like if Gordon Hayward had actually hit that shot. Yeah, what? Facebook, man. I you mean, know what? Twofold with the Facebook side hustles. How do you justify this to your partner by saying, hey, honey, I, I sunk three grand of our money <laughs> into this, but don't worry. I'm going to make 200 grand because everybody I know on social media is going to buy this crap. And two, how do you look yourself in the mirror saying, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to DM people I haven't spoken to in 15 years <laughs> and ask them to buy this crap. I got DM'd by a guy on Facebook, I guess that's PM on Facebook, uh, the other day from a guy that I had not seen since I graduated college asking me for $100 to fund his his uh, private film that he's putting together. Whoa. Really, dude? 
$100. We're like, dude, I'm taking girls to strip clubs. I don't have $100 to give <laughs> like, to you. Yeah. Guy, I haven't talked to you in five years. You think I'm going to send you five uh, $100 to finish your private film? What are we doing here? No. Are any of those like lucrative too? Like, do any of these people who are like selling crap, do they end up making a ton of money? Like, I can't see anyone buying any of this stuff. Maybe the people who buy it are the, like, maybe it's like a cannibalism thing. Like, the people who run Facebook side hustles and do this to us are also the people that are buying other people's Facebook side hustles. You know mm. what I mean? And buying all this useless crap. So maybe it's just like this circle of crap that they deal with. Cause, like, I don't think average people buy this stuff. Um, I love that they, too, will be like, no, no, it's not a pyramid scheme. It's multi-level marketing. You're like, that is another way to say pyramid scheme. Yeah, basically, any yeah, any sales you get, I get two times the value. Okay, cool, cool. All right, that sounds good. God. <laughs> you know what's face. funny, too, is like you can go back in time and be like, you know what? This person in high school, like, I should have known they were going to do this. Like, I, <laughs> I, I feel like I would have been 100% accurate on all the people who are doing Facebook side hustles to me currently, like, when I was a senior in high school. Be like, yep, that person home in my homeroom, 100% going to be trying to sell me <laughs> socks in 10 years. That is like, so funny. I would have so nailed right. all of them. Yep. I The people that are trying to peddle it to me, I should have been like, you're right. You should have seen it. Come. That should be a senior superlative now that kids have in their yearbook, <laughs> like, most likely to peddle you something on, on social media in oh, 10 years. Man. That's mean. <laughs> but but that would be so funny. But you know what's mean? You trying to swindle money out of me <laughs> yeah. for the stuff that I don't want when we don't have a pre-existing relationship. Yeah. 100 bucks for a private film? No, man. Not going to happen. All right. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Steve. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. You know what time it is. Call to action. If you haven't already, head to Apple Podcasts, search for Small Talk, subscribe to it, rate it preferably five stars, and leave it for review. Like this one that says, I love this podcast, five stars. The best ones are no guests when you three are just all talking random things. Same. I completely agree. I love talking with Saruti. I love talking with Michelle. Uh, I mean, obviously, the guests are great, and th- those conversations are awesome, but gotta love the PSP. You know, it's just It just feels like we're all just hanging out, drinking some beers. Drinking some beers. Well, if uh, if this guy likes us just talking random things, this is the podcast for him. Yeah, this one went all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> we literally did a bracket of basically random things. Yeah, so hopefully he enjoyed that. Um, another one, GOT debate, five stars. Listen, I agree with Saruti's take on things most of the time, but the not into fantasy argument Tom has about Game of Thrones is legit. Samesies over here. Never was into any of the Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter films. On the other hand, if this show really is about a struggle for power and a sort of political way, I could get down with that. Was a big House of Cards fan. Either way, this pod's content was great as always. All right. Let me tell you. I am not, I understand Tom's argument. I was there at one point. I am not into the fantasy genre. I'm not into Lord of the Rings. I did love Harry Potter, but that's because Harry Potter was about so much more than wizards. It's just hard for me to get past that stuff. I get it. But if you really settle into Game of Thrones, the dragons and all of that stuff isn't even really a fantasy. It's just another battle piece on the board it's all about a struggle for power i really think that you should get into it steve and i were texting with you on the group text the other night he's almost all the way through it the second time and i just we're going to be talking about this a lot in upcoming pods and i need you to get on board i think you'll really enjoy it 
Are you telling me, like, are you, are we, have, are we having a real life conversation right now where you're saying, Tom, I need you to start watching Game of Thrones for the no, podcast? No, no, if you don't, if are you want to sit are we doing, am I giving, am I being given homework by the teacher right now? No, not at all. I just think you're really missing out <sighs> on one of the great shows of all time. <laughs> by no means do you need to watch it for this podcast. Steve and I could chop it up without you. <laughs> and it's not like it's going to, it's not going to become a Game of Thrones podcast by any means, but I I just think that we have pretty similar tastes in what we like to consume. And I think if you really got into it, and by that I mean went into season two, <laughs> you'd like it. So I need to rewatch season one if I'm going to do this. Definitely. And yes. I think rewatching season one, you're going to like it better the second time around. Okay. All right. You know what? I'll give it a thought. I'm not going to say no 100% because, you know, why not? Why not give it another chance? You know? YOLO. Right? As Saruti would love for me to say in real life. How about we make a bet? Okay. Okay, okay. Here's the bet. If you watch season one and two and you don't like it and you genuinely hate it and you've sunk on all that time, I will take you to Max Local Eats and I will get you a burger and rip fries and as many beers as you want. Okay. And that onion dip on the side that you oh, enjoy so much. The onion dip is so good. Okay. My treat. If you do like it and you want to continue on to season three, you have to change your Twitter profile to... A picture of a character from Game of Thrones and your heading photo to a dragon from Game of Thrones. Um, and then you have to say on your bio, Tommy Freeze Pops, I love Game of Thrones. <laughs> okay. Done. But only until the new, you then start watching the new season. I won't make you do that forever, but for at least two weeks. Two weeks. Okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, deal. Done. Deal. All right, done. <laughs> now, I really like this bet now. Okay, good. So, yeah, go home, whether today, tomorrow, whenever you have some free time. I know you're busy. Start watching. Well, okay, I really want to finish Sopranos first, though. How much more do you have? Uh, I'm in, like, the middle of that really long last season. Oh, five? Six, yeah. Oh, so you're right at the end. Yeah, there's st but that's still, like, nine more hours of television. So oh. might, you know what I mean? So you're not in the middle. Well, there's 20 episodes in that season. Oh, there's 20 yeah, episodes? Yeah, like close to 20. Yeah. Oh, dang. Yeah. I didn't realize that. It was a okay. split season. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I still got a ways to go here, and it's really good. Sopranos is so good. That's the type of TV I like. Okay. You've got to finish The Sopranos. Best series of all time. Yes. And then you pick up Game of Thrones. Okay. Deal. deal. And then we can And then we can, you know, figure out this bet situation. Deal. Done. Done. Productive. Well, thank you for those reviews, and thank you again to Freeze Pops and Saruti, and we'll be back in action next week. We say this a lot, but we are working on a fun guest. It'll be a group interview. Hopefully, we get it done. Um, if not, it'll just be the three of us BSing again. So <laughs> if you like that, great. If you don't, apologies. But until then, good night, Boston. Thanks for listening to Small Talk. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app.